Well, if you thought your weekend couldn't get worse after oh. Saturday night, it did. If you're mm-hmm. in Broncos country, and if you're in Broncos country, you're rolling with us today. We're going to break it down on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Like we said on Saturday, though, the season isn't over. Yep. Uh-huh. Still a good chance the Broncos make the playoffs if they take care of business. We're going to break it all down today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. We've got Henry Chisholm, mm-hmm. Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis, Zach Stevens rolling with you today. Fellas, and uh, a rare Sunday off. How was it, Todd? It was good. I was able to, like, sleep in. I did a little yeah. bit of, like, Ooh. spring cleaning, cleaned out my closet. Uh, been needing to do that for a while. It was, like, it was like a good day, you know, because we got time off. But then yep. I watched football, and I feel like everybody that I wanted to win lost, and everybody wanted to lose one. So, rough, rough day. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy how that happened. Because it felt like last week, the week before, Going yeah. into that week, I was like, oh, this is going to be rough. Like, yeah. I don't like any of these teams' chances. I think the Broncos are going to take a beating. Worked out just fine. Yep. Like, they basically what got what they wanted in every game last week. Yep. Then this week, you go into it, and it's like, this looks this looks pretty doable. Yeah. Like, it looks like you're rooting for the favorite more often than not. And next thing you know, like, everything goes horribly for the Broncos. That's just the NFL, I guess. You can't expect anything because you're just going to be wrong. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so much so that, that last weekend... Everything went so mm-hmm. right for them mm-hmm. that we talked last week about the Broncos winning the AFC West <laughs> and overtaking the Chiefs because just that many things fell right for them. And it kind of felt like that had been going on for like weeks up to this point. Like, damn, another week. Everything just keeps going well for the Broncos. This week, the NFL God said, uh-uh, you don't get to lose again yeah. and then have things go your way. Yep. But it's far from over. Um, now, what the Broncos really do have to do is take care of business these final three games. And the good thing is, they have the easiest remaining schedule among all the teams that are kind of in this mix to make the wild card. Um, but mm-hmm. is AFC West out of the picture? No. Oh. Technically, no. no. Technically, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, Math-wise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the Chiefs are not a good football team. And, wow. and so, like, I'm, I'm, you gotta like pick them in each of these games. But how shocked would you be if they lose to the Raiders and Chargers? I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I, like, I would be shocked. You would, would you shocked. would be. Yeah. Oh, but you saw how bad they were. Like the Patriots looked so good in that first half. Like I don't know. I these Chiefs are not the good Chiefs. Like they're just no, they're good. They're not great. Yeah, they're by, not good. by any means huh. though. They're definitely not great. Uh uh-uh. uh No, like they're, in the, they're definitely beatable. I, they're benefiting from like a down year in the AFC. I think. Because, like, I, to me, like, you look at the top and you got, like, the Ravens up there. You've got, like, the Dolphins. Like, the Jags might be up there. But Ooh, the Chiefs, to me. Did you watch last night? I actually didn't, but I saw it happen. Yeah. yeah. Jags. Maybe, just... maybe the Jags aren't up there. But, but to me, like, the Chiefs are not. Chiefs are not in that top that, tier. That's totally Like, fair. they are much more like the Browns or the Steelers or yeah. the Colts or any one of those teams. And if any of them lost to the Chargers or Raiders, I wouldn't be surprised either. Well, and th- here's the thing. I think for the Broncos, it's it's make the playoffs. I yep. don't think it's that big of a thing to, to win the AFC. Like, it gives you that much of an advantage mm-hmm. come to the playoffs. Now, obviously, hosting a playoff game uh-huh. is so yeah. much better than going on the road. But I right now, I think there's one class of the AFC and that it probably just like the NFC too. You have the the 49ers in the NFC, then a big drop off, especially huh. after the Cowboys just blanked the bed <laughs> yesterday against the Bills. And then in the in the AFC, how can you make a case for anyone else but the Ravens being the class? I mean, like the Dolphins mm-hmm. do have the record to be up there. Yeah. Have they beat a team with a winning record when they played them? Still no. What was yesterday? Who did they play yesterday? 
They oh, they played the Jets. Yeah. The awful yeah. Jets. And to the Dolphins' credit, they took care of business. They destroyed an awful team. Um, but I mean, the Dolphins still haven't beat a team with winning errors. So that's why it's like, man. And the great thing is, is the Ravens are going to get that one seed. They're not going to be playing the first weekend. Exactly. So you're going to, I think, once you if you get into the playoffs, every team is beatable. Now maybe after saying that about the line or about the Dolphins, maybe after what we saw the Lions do with speed on offense, you mm-hmm. don't want to really face the Dolphins. But anyone else, I mean, you can absolutely beat. So that's why, Henry, I do disagree with you. Um, mm. I think the AFC is out of the picture, um, or the AFC West mm-hmm. is out of the picture after this week. While the the Chiefs didn't look great against a bad uh, Patriots team. They got the win, and the Broncos didn't. Now they're two games back of the Chiefs, um, and uh, tiebreakers might still be up in the air, but you're two games back yeah. with three games to go, and the Chiefs have games against uh, the mm-hmm. Chargers and the Raiders. If they win both of them, there's nothing the Broncos can do to catch them. Yeah, yeah. I, don't f- I feel like we could beat the Chiefs, but I don't feel like any other other teams can. Right. And when I watch the Chiefs games... In all honesty, they're like two drops away from being closer to the vintage Chiefs that we're used to mm. seeing than they are to who they are right now. Like if two of those if two of those guys don't drop a ball every single game, they're gonna look like a pretty good team. Uh, yeah, but they're gonna keep dropping them. <laughs> like well, they're listen, just going they to keep dropping them. Like yes. it's it's what's going to happen. And just I mean the way it works is if. The Broncos win their last three. Mm-hmm. They need the Chiefs to beat the Bengals and lose to the Chargers and Raiders. Yep. If the Broncos lose the Patriots and then beat the Chargers and Raiders, they need the Chiefs to lose all three. Right. Mm. So, In order to win the AFC West. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what it looks like. But to me, I don't know. I I honestly think that Raiders game, that Chargers game, call them 50-50s. Like, I against, wow. against the... Chiefs? Against the Chiefs. I am oh. not impressed by the Chiefs. Well, see, I like I like thinking in my mind that we beat a good Chiefs team. I don't want like to <laughs> right, 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 the yeah. boo-boo, you know, yeah. they finally hit their wall and we got to win then. I want us to have beaten, you know, them where they were still somewhat it's at their peak. It's very similar to that Bills win, too. They're like, you beat the Chiefs and Bills, which is awesome. Like, coming into the season, if you say you beat the Chiefs and Bills, it's like, oh, you're probably, like, top three team in the AFC. Yeah. But now you look at it and you're like, hmm, Chiefs and Bills. See, see where things shake out. No, I'm looking at the Bills from yesterday and saying the Bills team that oh, destroyed exactly. the Cowboys, yep. that's okay. who the Broncos okay. beat because exactly. both of those games were in Buffalo yep. and the, they destroyed the Cowboys mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean, Dak went from the MVP favorite to mm-hmm. now he has dropped so far that Brock Purdy is minus 190 Dang. to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. And like going into that game, I was like, oh, I like the Cowboys here. Like they're good. And then you watch it and... It just looks wrong when you have Dak Prescott throwing in snow and rain. It's like, of course that didn't work. Like that team just does not, they don't, they can't win in Buffalo. Like there's no way they're just built to throw the ball and play soft and all that sort of stuff. And when you see it actually out on the field, you're like, well, what was I thinking expecting the Cowboys to and win Vegas this one? Vegas knew, huh? Because they weren't even favorites. Yeah. The yeah. Bills were favorites. Yeah, exactly. Vegas, Vegas definitely fooled me. Yep. I was like, no, the yep. Cowboys are legit. And I'm disgusted that I thought that. Yeah. I'm disgusted. Yep. That I put my money on the Cowboys to win that game. Yep. Because, like you said, Henry, that's why they always fail come the playoffs is because then they have to play in some weather conditions and it's not ideal football weather, and they lose. They're a dome Um, team. But one thing before we dive into, like, the specifics of what happened this weekend and how it impacted the Broncos, Mm -hmm. what scares me most about you saying – I'm actually scared that you say that the Chiefs games against the Raiders and against the Chargers are 50-50 games – because what do you think that those are for the Broncos? The Broncos 50-50 played, games. 
Mm. Man, like I, it sucks. But I, I, the crazy thing to me Man, is that that's bad. Like, there's no way we lose to the Chargers. There's no <laughs> way anybody loses to the Chargers. The best of the I like that. I will say the Chargers. Chargers are bad. The Chargers are bad. But who, to do, me, who do the Chargers have this week? Because this coming week is their interim head coach game. Uh-huh. Would be the mm-hmm. one that everyone's afraid of playing a team yep. right after they fire their head coach. It's not the Broncos. Yep. I know that. So Broncos don't get that interim head coach game. They are at home Saturday night against the Bills. Yeah, it ain't happening. Even with the mojo from in, the new coach. Even then, no. Wow. Okay. Okay. People, people, national people don't even know how to say the new head coach's name. Is it GIF or is it JIF? I, I I'd only read it as GIF. Mm. Because so is I it hadn't, I hadn't G-I-F? considered it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you play for this guy, right? No. Yeah. I. Yeah. yeah it's, it's either GIF or JIF. Yeah. People even. Yeah. So no. That is interesting. But I yeah, will say the Chargers are, are lower. That probably isn't a fifty-fifty. The weird thing to me though is that like the Broncos, in my mind, are following the path. Like they're doing exactly what we kind of thought they needed to do to make the playoffs, and that's. You lose your toughest game. You need to go three and one in these final four. Loss is probably to the Lions. That's a loss that's most beneficial anyway because it's NFC and not AFC. But you look at the way they lost. You're right. like, well, now I can't really sit here and say I expect three and zero down the stretch after the way they played. Like I do think they probably should be favorites in all three games, but like they're they're gonna have to work to to put themselves in position to make the playoffs. So am I getting the the right feeling from you Henry? You you think that they should be favored in these final 3 games, but then just how odds play out and mm-hmm. if you were to parlay a slight favorite yeah. in 3 games, it's probably not going to hit. It's going to be long odds. To me, to me the Raider game is the toughest game and that one's probably pretty close to a 50-50. Um the Raiders, I wouldn't be shocked if they're favored by like one. I agree. And I don't necessarily think that'd be wrong either. Like, especially when you factor in the Broncos have lost seven in a row to them. Like, there's there's another dynamic there. But yeah, I think that one's pretty close to a 50-50. I think Patriots and Chargers, two very different teams in my mind, but both work out to, like, scaring me about the same amount. There's, like, a, maybe a 40% chance each one of them wins. So what would either you put one of them the wins? line at? Three? For yeah. each game? Yeah, Broncos favored by three? Three's probably fair. Against the Chargers, too? Is it? <laughs> I know. We I just whooped the Chargers. <laughs> I know. I get it. I get it. And that was with Justin Herbert for half the game. Yeah. I just. I we're like seven point favorites in that game. And that one's be. at home. Yeah. So okay. if you're putting the line at three, the, that's I just get, the home three. I, I think maybe it's just because of the way they lost 42 that, 17. Uh, right. There's just some like dark vibes in my mind. Like I've been thinking, like, have, have the Broncos already peaked? Was, was that kind of like big run they went? Was like that kind of like a peak and now they're on the down downhill side of it and again like i don't want to overreact because again this this was the path like you you lose the game to the lions you win the last three you've got a good shot at making the playoffs but when you actually watch them go out there and lose that game it's like is this is this really a team that is this much better than these last three teams but i i feel like i feel like yes and i feel like we do well against backup quarterbacks and (laughs) teams that are missing a couple key players Mm -hmm. like that was the first time we have faced a pretty good, yeah. you know, passing attack with their starting quarterback, with their weapons, and it kind of went bad for us. Yep. But the rest of the season is all backup quarterbacks, a lot of new head coaches, a lot yep. of new – was it a new GM as well? Yeah, interim um, GM's the yeah, final so two games. I, I, I think, think we'll be all right. the team up in the next week. I think we'll really be all right. <laughs> Make some crazy, like, signings and cuts. Well, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that. I think what it is is the fact the final two games of the season, you're playing an interim head coach, uh-huh. an interim general manager, a backup quarterback – 
that just shows how much change is there yep. and how much dysfunction is happening with the team behind the scenes and in front of the cameras and on the field. To me, man, it would be so disappointing if the Broncos don't win out. Yeah. And that's crazy to say mm -hmm. because, Henry, you're not crazy. I think the line's probably going to be three to seven points somewhere within mm -hmm. that range for for all three games. And actually, the Raiders game, I wouldn't be shocked if, if that's like a zero, a pick em game or something. Yep. And so then you parlay all of those. Vegas and the odds are going to say, yeah, you're not, you're, it's, it's not likely that you're going to do that. Uh -huh. But man, when you take a step back, this is a six and two team. They've taken care of business against bad teams. The teams yep. they've needed to beat, they have been able to over the past two months. It, it would be disappointing. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. throw it in there. There's another coach that is knows he's going to be fired yeah. at the end of the year. Like, <laughs> we're in a good position out there. <laughs> Todd, you've actually been on a team where a coach has been fired uh -huh. after the season. Did you have a sense as a player? Is there a sense in the locker room, or do players just really try not to focus on that? No, you know. Yeah. And then you try to – if you like the coach, then you try to do what you can to keep him there next mm -hmm. year. Yeah. If you don't, then it's just like, well <laughs> – <laughs> I'm preserving my body so I can be, be ready to perform next year. Uh, um, and, Henry, you, you threw out um, – so, wait, what's your guess of the Broncos line? What's both of your guesses of the Broncos line this week oh, against wow. the Patriots at home Sunday night football Christmas Eve? Uh, well, the coach is going to be fired or traded. i say three and a half. Three and a half for the yeah. Broncos? Okay. I'd say – you have more faith or less faith in I'd the Broncos? I'd say five. Five is probably pretty close. Over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you're right, Henry. It's pretty close. Six oh, is what I the did. line is. I got it. So Vegas saying the Broncos should win by almost a touchdown here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get on on this line over at DraftKings Sportsbook, use the code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings. And what they're going to do is they're going to hook you up. If you place a $5 bet on any NFL game, they're going to give you $200 in bonus bets instantly if over at DraftKings. So make sure to check them out. Use that code DNVR. If you want to get in on tonight's game, use the code DNVR. NVR, they're going to hook you up with those $200 in bonus bets, which then you can use the following seven days on Thursday night football this week. We've got Thursday night football, obviously Monday night tonight, Saturday football, because Christmas Eve is Sunday, so there's Sunday, or Sunday football as well, and then a few games on Monday as well. So, I mean, mm -hmm. we are loaded up. So now's a great time to get in with those bonus bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And let's give out our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week after I tell you about it. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus best expire 168 hours after issuance. Sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, responsible gaming resources. Henry, anything uh, over at DraftKings catching your eye for our DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week? Uh, I was really hoping something. I keep, I'm looking through like the uh, to make the playoffs odds. Mm. Um, it's like Bears at plus 2,000, but after the loss yesterday, they're out. Mm. Um, yeah, no way you can pick the Bears. They look kind of nice now. Well, they figured some the things out. That's the nicest thing you've said about them in years. Yeah, they're, they're, they look a lot better than they did at the beginning of the year. There's something there. Um, the Montez sweat trade now looks to be like, oh, wow, they actually did something good there. Yeah, why? Yeah. It's like the it's opposite a great deal. of the Chase Claypool trade they made last year. Yes. Um, so the, I, I hate this because it's kind of anti-Broncos. Nine to one odds on the Steelers to make the playoffs. Hmm. Sitting one game back. Nine to one feels pretty good. For a team that just benched their starting quarterback. Yeah. 
and is in total disarray. Trying, no. trying to pass a bunch of teams in disarray. Like, <laughs> they, like I, I would take the best odds of those disarray teams. I would take the Broncos, but they're at two ninety-five, or no, two thirty. Yeah, it's not quite enough juice, especially because I'm already heavily invested. Here's, here's Give how me I, Steelers. Yeah, that's and that's. I'm gonna go the same route as you. Definitely not the Steelers, though. I'm gonna go uh, Broncos to make the playoffs plus two thirty. Saturday before the Broncos played, they were plus one hundred five to make the playoffs, and I thought. Man, I, I thought they were going to beat the Lions. Mm-hmm. But I thought even if they lose this game, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. So the fact that yeah. you get 24 hours away from that, and I still think they're going to make plus because I still think they're going to win out, and we're going to talk about what those odds look like in just a second. Plus 230, I like it. You know, I'm going with the uh, the Browns versus the Texans. Ooh. They have the Browns plus 114 mm. um, over the Texans. So I think that if CJ Stroud is back, this will be his first game back. Just trying to get back in the rhythm. He doesn't have Tank Dell. He's, they're still going to try to be fe- be trying to figure things out. And I t- I would like to take the Browns on this one. Mm, yeah, your, that's a good your one. former quarterback, former teammate, Joe <laughs> Flacco. You believe in him? Yeah, he got the fountain of youth right now. <laughs> he's, he's got the Flacco of youth going right now. Uh, did you see, speaking of another one of your former quarterbacks, man, it just seems like there's former Broncos quarterbacks all across the league uh-huh. right now. And the Texans. Did you see that throw? that Case Keenum made at the end of that Texans game, mm-hmm. which was oh, yeah. should have been intercepted, maybe even ran back for a pick six. And was it Dalton Schultz just comes up with that massive catch? Was that even like third or fourth down or something? Yeah, it was that a, was time a play. wild throw to make. But worked out. Your receiver went up and made a play. Yeah. Case wasn't scared to throw the ball, man. <laughs> no. That wasn't his thing. He, he would either pat it or, they, or he would just chuck it. You know what I'm saying? Those are the two. Case's, Not in between. <laughs> Case's first game with the Broncos, crazy enough, against Russell Wilson. Mm. Three touchdowns, three interceptions. I think it was a 300-yard game, too. And we won that game, right? Yep, yep, yep. Won it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. Mm. Breckenridge Bourbon, the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos contest, where we're having the battles of the Broncos blends. we got the Ed McCaffrey and the Alfred Williams. You can vote for your favorite and win Bron- Breckenridge Distillery and Broncos swag to, to enter Go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com forward slash Bourbon of Denver Broncos. What you can win is Broncos swag, of course, but then you can also win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos versus Chargers game. And according to Henry, it's a 50-50 game, so you're going to want to be there to help share your Broncos. It looks like we'll need the help. Uh, they have tons of other great drinks. They have new vodka. Uh, they have Ricky Seltzer. Uh, they have the Broncos Blizzard. Go check out our friends at Breckenridge Distillery and tell them the DMVR sent you. Okay, They've so got the total on this game at 34 and a half. For Broncos? Give me the under. Yeah, that's a little high. Under 34 and a half? Oh, my goodness. This is such an ugly game. Yeah. 21-14 hits the over by half uh, a point. I, you know neither what? Neither team's getting those. I may take... Oh, it's going to be Stick tough. Stick with your gut. Stick with your gut. Yeah. Because <laughs> the only thing is I feel like the, the defense will have maybe two or three opportunities to put us in good field position. Mm, so we good, might uh, be able to get uh-huh. 21 points. That's a fair point. Uh-huh. I'm going early, early prediction, something like 13-6. to six. Okay. It's going to be a disgusting game <laughs> that is people are going to be so happy that it's just buried on Christmas Eve. So no one outside of Broncos country is watching outside of like the Bill Belichick fans mm-hmm. in Los Angeles because they think they're going to get them or something. That is crazy. It's almost Christmas. I know. One I, week. That is cra- I got to start shopping. So let's go through what happened yesterday. 
and break down where it has the Broncos sitting. So Saturday morning, there was actually a couple of games that mattered to the Broncos before the Broncos actually played. We touched on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first game was Vikings and Bengals, and we won the Vikings to win because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the Vikings do now. They're in the NFC. One of the Bengals lose because they were 7-6, and six, and the Vikings had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter and blew it. Mm-hmm. They blew it. The Bengals had some yeah. magic and ended up winning that game. So now the Bengals, 8-6. and six. Then the afternoon game, two 7-6 teams. You had the Colts going up against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of wanted the Steelers to win that game just because yeah. I thought they were trash and going to lose more games down the road. Yep, definitely. They, they weren't able to even hang with the Colts. The Colts win, so now the Colts mm-hmm. are 8-6. and six. And Alyssa, if we could pull up that graphic for, for yesterday's games too. So then obviously... Everyone won the Broncos to win. So really, the Broncos go 0-2 on games they needed on Saturday. And then for Sunday's slate, you had the Bears, who Henry's finally believing in, playing the Browns. Weren't they up too, like 10 points in the fourth or something? Yep, they were. And they blow it. Yep. And Joe Flacco has some magic in him. And did you see the Hail Mary at yeah. the end of that game? It literally hit him in the stomach. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was I don't so know bad. how that bounced back up. <laughs> yeah. It, that's just one of those things where it's like, it's so easy to see it in slow-mo and be like, he should have had it. But like in the heat of the moment, it's probably just so hard. But I mean, yeah, it hit him in the stomach when he was laying down. I would have yeah. caught it. I don't know you how that, I don't know, caught it. I don't know how the DB didn't run that back. Like I know you're supposed to get down that protocol, <laughs> yeah. but all the speed is in the end zone. Like yeah. I got to yeah. be yeah. three old linemen <laughs> exactly. for a touchdown. Yeah. I'm yes. going. I'm going to take it. <laughs> Absolutely. To get that score. Um, so that didn't happen. Now you have the Browns. Are they 2-0 and with Flacco? Yeah. 300-yard games, back-to-back. Another quarterback hasn't done that for, like, 40 years or something like that with the Browns. Goodness. I mean, like, you look through the quarterbacks who are in, like, the playoff hunt in the AFC, Flacco's right up there. Like, in terms of what? Just being one of the better ones. I mean, he's he's no. he's in front of Jake Browning. Yeah. He's in front of Gardner Minshew. I guess the Texans get Stroud back, so that's not... Sure, sure. Um, but, but I mean... In terms of yesterday's slate, yeah, Case Keenum. Trubisky? Like... Is it Trubisky? No, it's Mason Rudolph. Oh, now. that's right. It's Rudolph now, of course. I mean, so even more so. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Eight, eight Raiders are out. Eight no, I mean, the Browns might have what they need to make the playoffs with Flacco. I, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I agree with you because nine and now, five, it's a lock. Now they're, Basically. yeah, nine and five, two game lead on the Broncos. Um, and before we take a bigger picture look, let's continue to go through these games. Um, the Jets, they, with eight minutes left in the third quarter, guess how many yards of offense the Jets had? Eight minutes left in the third quarter, so two and a half quarters had been played. How about 79? 79. Dang, I was going to go 86. You guys are way too nice. Mm. Five. Nah. Five yards of offense. Yeah, that's a really bad football team. <laughs> it's a really bad football team. Now, speaking of former Broncos quarterbacks and former teammates, here's Todd. Trevor Simeon got mm-hmm. in the game there because... Good for him. Uh, yeah, good, good for him. Um, Aaron Rodgers coming back. Why would he? Is there any yeah. point? Is there no. any way they make? No, them they're eliminated no. from the playoffs officially yeah. now. Yeah, so. back. Um, Dolphins looked good. Broncos technically, I guess, needed the Dolphins to lose that game. They didn't need them, but it would have helped them a little bit. But mm-hmm. that one didn't mm-hmm. really matter. Then you had the Patriots playing the Chiefs. If the Broncos really wanted to stay in the AFC West picture, you need the Patriots. At one point, the Patriots were up ten seven yep. in the second yeah, they quarter. Look good. 
and I don't think the Patriots scored again that game. No, they did. They, they got did. one more touchdown. Game mm-hmm. ended 27-17. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the craziest plays, Henry, you talk, or no, Todd, you talk about uh, the Patriot or the the Chiefs receivers dropping passes. Mm-hmm. Did you see the one that Kadarius Tony dropped that made Patrick oh, Mahomes yeah. lose he his almost, mind? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. almost <laughs> did it again too. Like there was another one he was kind of bobbling. I was like, oh shit, this is gonna happen a second time, but it didn't. That was the second time in this season though. Yeah, that they ran a slant, Tony drops it, and it ends up being a pick. The, I'm done with him. And absolutely, absolutely. Do you the, bench uh, him? Huh? If, you, if you're Andy Reid, do you bench him? I bitch him if I'm Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> You're done, man. <laughs> and uh, we, we've seen uh, Peyton when he was here. Uh-huh. If he didn't, if he didn't like a receiver, they're benched. It doesn't matter what the coach says. <laughs> no, I've seen him in practice. Like he's looking, confu- the receiver's looking confused while he's calling the play. He's like, "Hey, give me another receiver, man." <laughs> yeah. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, one, you should know what you're doing. Two, that has to be the worst feeling in the world. He just running back <laughs> all sad. Everybody's looking at yeah, you. So yeah, so embarrassing. Uh, yeah. That's what, like a safety calling uh, a you out and being like, Todd, you don't know what you get off the field uh-huh. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't leave. Oh, uh, so, but I agree. Kadarius Tony is doing more harm to their team yep. than good. And yeah. the argument for not benching Tony is like, well, who do they have behind him? Probably some guy that if he's going to drop a pass, is going to hit the ground. It's uh-huh. not going to go up in the air and turn into an interception. Exactly. Yeah. They'd be better off playing 10 on 11. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, you you have Patrick Mahomes, and somehow you can't complete passes because they literally can't catch. Yeah. Meanwhile, the running game has 2.2 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, the, 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 the Patriots just handed this to them. How did they score 27 points with that? It's the Patriots handed to it. Like, yeah. they're just three and out punt, three and out punt. So they're just playing with, like, short fields. like uh, And it was an intercept, dumb interception, very first play of the uh, exactly. second half. Exactly. He and threw it to Willie Gay. Just threw it right to him. They get the ball on like the twelve yard line and score. So they gave up like the touchdown before the uh, half, yeah. and then the field goal after half, and then that play, the interception on the first play, they go get a touchdown on that, and all of a sudden it's like a, a two three score game, and it's over. Yes. Patriots just blew it. Yeah. So then, how are you worried about the Patriots this week, Henry? Because I mean, if they just don't blow it, <laughs> like it's That's right what there. Three like, and eleven teams do it, is blow oh, it. Oh, absolutely. But if you get first half Patriots for two halves. That's going to be a competitive game. If you get second half Patriots for two halves, this is going to be like 40 to 10. 42-17 maybe? Could be 42-17. Absolutely. But, I mean, you just you just don't know what you're going to get. And I also kind of feel that way about the Broncos too. I just feel like there's no way that Bailey Zabby is going to be able to handle the pressure. I think Jared Goff did a good job of finding people early. True. Um, but there was a couple times where he really should have been sacked because of how well you know the pressure mm-hmm. was executed. Yeah. I think Bailey Zabby is going to crumble under that kind of pressure and then – going to be sacks turnovers force fumbles yeah. i don't think we hope so it. especially the, at home yeah yeah the broncos t- takeaways have been incredible this year one of the best in the league i think now second only to the ravens or no to the jags i think actually mm. it, they can really pad their stats these yeah. final three games going up against three backup quarterbacks um okay let's take a look at the rest of what happened yesterday so literally i don't think anything has gone the broncos way so far uh, and then the Broncos needed the Titans, or didn't need, but would have liked the Titans to beat the Texans. And, and so man, close. they were so close. Yeah. So close. But Case Keenum did it for him. <laughs> did what needed to be done. And so the Broncos, oh, and then there was uh, uh, the afternoon game. Broncos would have liked the Cowboys to take care of business against the Bills. That wasn't even close to happening. Mm-hmm. And the one thing 
the Broncos got. The one game the Broncos got this weekend. We just went through, what, seven other games? Yeah, it was bad. The one game that they got was the Ravens beat the Jags. Um, and now this just makes a, a cluster in the AFC South where you mm-hmm. have the Tex- Texans, the Colts, and the Jags all tied at 8-6. and six for the top of their division, mm-hmm. then the two other teams are just fighting for a wild card spot right there with the Broncos. And mm-hmm. which team should the Broncos be most scared about and least scared about in the AFC South? They, in hindsight, I wonder if they really did want the Ravens to win that. Because what you really don't want... Or no, you want the Texans to overtake them. That's what you want. Because they have the head-to-head. So you want the Texans to win the division so you don't tie them. So that is a good thing. Right, right. So yeah, right. you just want the Colts or the Jags being that tie. But... Yeah, I mean, who's scary in that division? I mean, if, if if you're looking at from like the 49ers perspective, like a really good team, who's who's like the threat? Like, I guess you'd say the Texans and the Jags too. I guess maybe those two both. If you're again like one of these middle of the pack AFC teams, they all should be pretty scary. What about from the Broncos' perspective? I get you. You mentioned. Th- it. I mean, yeah. J- just by numbers wise, you want the Texans to win the division. Yeah, you want them to win the division, but. They scare uh, me the most, too, though. Yeah, th- I mean, the Jags are scary, too. I mean, the Colts. I mean, you can't put too much stock in just yesterday's game, though. Like, they've had it a really good so season. Bad. And now Trevor Lawrence has a concussion. He's in the concussion protocol. Uh, and he banged up, sprained ankle a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know, man. The The Jags are... That last night was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. And McManus, I mean, he was supposed to be the dude, and they were supposed to have a lead, and he missed two, like, 50, 55-yarders. But, um, yeah, so the AFC South is something that the Broncos are certainly going to be keeping their eyes on. So let's break down the numbers and where things stand. According to the New York Times playoff simulator, the Broncos coming into this weekend had what? If they had beaten the Lions, I think they would have had a 70, high 70% chance of making the playoffs, mm-hmm. regardless of what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. When they lost yesterday, their odds went down to like 36% chance yeah. of making the playoffs. And the Broncos didn't even play a game between what happened at 36% odds. Now, according to the New York Times, the Broncos have uh, a 19 to 20% chance of making the playoffs right now. So the odds have just gotten so much worse as time has gone on. But the good news is the Broncos win out, according to the New York Times. And how they do this is they have like over 100,000 simulations to do this. They say if the Broncos win out, they have a 78% chance of making the playoffs. So, Todd, that kind of answers your question earlier of Broncos no longer control their own destiny. Mm -hmm. But if they take care of business four out of five times, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still in the mix. So, I think we still have to take these games very seriously. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you never know what can happen. You know, just like within these last two weeks, everything went right for us one week. Everything went wrong yep. for us the next. Who knows if everything gets back on track this next week. So, still in the mix. Yeah. Still a good I position. I mean, you just got beat the Patriots this week. Very doable. Beat the Chargers next week. Very doable. Beat the Raiders after that. Very doable. It's just doing all three consecutively. It's always tougher than it sounds. But, yeah, I mean, all they can do this week is just go beat the Patriots, which which is what everybody should expect them to do. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is even if they go 2-1, and one, there's still a chance they make the playoffs, yeah. depending on which game they lose. It's between a 7 and a 9% chance that they make the playoffs. But let's not 
talk about that. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the 78% chance that they make the playoffs if they win out here. And you're going to want some Breckenridge beer by your side for this holiday weekend. If you're going over to a friend's house, family member's house, and you need a beverage, make sure to get some Breckenridge beer on the way. Broncos country, Hoppy Pale Ale is a great one this time of year. Also, it's vanilla porter season, mm-hmm. especially with the Nuggets playing vanilla porter yes. junior season. And if you want to find out where you can get any Breck beer, the official beer of DNVR, go to breckbrew.com, top corner of their screen. You're going to find a beer locator. Not only is that going to tell you where you can get Breckenridge beer, it's going to tell you where you can get specific Breckenridge beer. And the beer of the month here at DNVR is, of course, the Christmas ale where you can get their mini kegs that mm-hmm. is perfect for a christmas party it looks like a christmas tree that's like the perfect size i think it has like 20 or something beers in it and mm-hmm. it looks like a little keg so check them out breckbrew.com the official beer of dnvr and go check out foco too especially if you're trying to do some last minute christmas shopping they've got a whole bunch of awesome stuff um broncos gear and nuggets and abs and i mean basically any team you could think of they've got something there whether it's bobbleheads or pajamas or christmas ornaments or there is so much. Just head on over to uh, fo.co and use the code DMVR and you'll get 10% off all non-presale items. So go check that out. Um, they've got the Aloha shirts, the straw hats, polos, bags, everything. Um, head over to FOCO. Use that code DMVR for 10% off. All right. Let's jump in to the inside scoop with Todd Davis. Todd, break it down for us. Uh, it was trash. We lost... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do what we need to do. Sound like Shaq. We, we played terrible. Uh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and that's the inside scoop. Yeah, we, that's it. I, I don't think we need to. Uh, is is there much to take from that game? No, uh, there wasn't too many positives. Uh, there was a lot of negatives. There's no reason to dwell in, in the past. I think we got to look forward to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. and that's. I mean, there are some games that you just kind of move past. I, from what Sean Payton said, they are going to look at this film and learn from it mm-hmm. and go forward. But from our perspective, I mean, it was it was all bad. Yeah. Even the 17 points the Broncos got felt pretty hollow. It felt like the Broncos just got destroyed here. So instead of looking at, at the film, we had Henry look at the film. Why don't you tell us about maybe some positives that came yeah. out of the game? Some guys that, that stuck out and maybe were bright spots? I thought Jerry had a good game. Mm. He did. Like right away, right off the top, catches that slant. Just back-to-back weeks, they've got him on those slants. You know, on the I'd, very first play of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. And so pick up 40 yards there. That's a nice little trend, especially because I don't... I know this is... It's kind of like... A, a lot of people have a lot of different uh, opinions about how to use Jerry. I hate him on all the short routes. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it works. Like you're just asking him to make tough catches with a lot of players around and those slants. You're just running towards linebackers. Um, this is back-to-back weeks. They've gotten that little slant going. And this one for a really big gain. Last yeah. week was a decent gain, but that's I think that's a positive. And 100% intentional for Sean to say, yeah. we're going to get Jerry involved right away to make defenses account for him. But also I think the biggest thing is just to to, to get Jerry involved and to have him feel locked in and, and have him feel valued going into the rest of the game. Yeah, and it's a pretty e- easy read for us at the same time. Like They're running mm. an RPO, so they're reading that linebacker. Mm-hmm. If the linebacker steps up, he's going to throw it to Jerry Judy. If he stays back, then he's going to hand it off. I think it's a pretty easy read and a pretty like um, positive play, no matter yeah. you know what outcome you choose. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. And, that goes I mean, for 40 yards, and the Broncos had 75 total yards at halftime. Wow. That was more than yeah, half they did. of their total yards in the first half. 
It's pretty crazy. And I wanted to double check. Yeah, I mean, 74 yards. No, Jerry had 81 against Miami. So uh, his two best games actually in the <laughs> two, two worst games for the Broncos. But that was, I mean, just by the, by the yardage. I mean, second best game of the year. It's a good time for it. You think if Jerry's like frustrated at any point in these final three games, Russ goes up to him on the sidelines, just like, hey, man, just remember, your best games are our worst games. So I want mm. you to have bad games so that we yeah. win. <laughs> That would be so petty. <laughs> that would be so, uh, 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> you thought he was frustrated before talking exactly. to him. Exactly. <laughs> He'd be pissed. DJ Jones had a good game, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, yep. he starts it off the second drive, has the sack, and that like yeah. not only forces the punt, but also takes them out of field goal range to make them punt instead of kick a field goal. That was huge. Um, had a couple tackles for loss, too. Um, it's been interesting because like, I thought he was quiet the week before, uh-huh. but it played well the few weeks before that. Um, I thought Zach Allen, let me double check the numbers, make sure I'm not crazy. Yeah, Zach Allen, one quarterback hit, no tackles. I thought he was kind of quiet. So you've kind of had this back and forth a little bit recently, whereas before that, felt like both of them were really going. But I thought, I don't know, just always good to see DJ doing stuff. That's, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And they needed that. Like, one thing we had talked about uh, or hadn't talked about though, this whole time of like this turnaround was like interior pressure. Yeah. It was all the outside guys, Nick Benito. Yeah. Um, and and the guys really rushed on the air, so it was good to see him. And he just whooped uh, the guard one on one. So it was a great job of him winning that one on one matchup. Definitely, man. It just it blows my mind because Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell um, are very good inside linebackers, and we, the Broncos have had Zach Allen step up big time, especially mm-hmm. the second half of this season. And DJ Jones has had good games as well. Yet, are the parts when it comes to the run defense? Are the parts better than the sum when it comes to the run defense? Because it it's just doesn't add up of why, uh, especially in so many games, that, that they've just been so bad against the run. Well, there's a there's a problem with our edges. Um, there's something wrong with mm. our C-gap defense, and I'm trying like to put my mm. finger on it. But if you watch the games, teams always attack the C-gap, and they just block out on the outside linebacker and block in on the DN, and it shouldn't be that easy. Like, Mm -hmm. somebody should have that gap, and I don't know where um, we're falling apart because they're blocking down on the end and then scooping to the linebacker, like, pretty easily, and it's just this pathway. It's like, you know, Moses partner Red Seas, you can run through that forever, (laughs) and we're not able to stop it, so... I don't know whose gap that is. Like, mm-hmm. watch as watching film. I don't know if the safety's supposed to come down there um, and fill that, or if they're supposed to, you know, the linebackers are supposed to play off the D line and get over the top. Yeah. But because the scoop is happening so fast, we don't even have the ability to get over the top of these, you know, these scoop blocks. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. I mean, these guys are like three or four, three thirty, try coming up to yeah. get you and yeah. trying to get around it and get squared and make a tackle. It's a tough. It's a tough job. And, and you, it feels like they're doing it different ways too. Uh-huh. Like it'll be like the stretch runs where they'll open up, but it'll also be. Like, those run those powers. And we haven't seen quite as much of that recently. It felt like beginning of the season there was a bunch of it. But even, even in this game, it felt like there were a bunch of runs that were off of, like, a like a play-action power-type look. So they're pulling these blockers, and you get the linebackers, like, committing. You're getting, like, the defensive linemen trying to get over it. But all of a sudden, it's just a pass. And so you just have this extra second because everybody's so worried about seeing these pullers coming mm-hmm. that it just creates more time in the pocket. Uh I don't know. I thought specifically early in the game, there were a couple of those that I felt like were the reason that Goff had so much time to get the ball off. So that everybody in the front seven just sees a polar and is like, oh God, not this again. Yep. And panics to defend that. And it just gives us so much time in the passing game. Yeah. Sean was asked about uh, what, why did uh, the Lions and Jerry Goff had so much success throwing the ball in the middle of the field? And he said, let's take a step back. 
um, we had trouble all over the field defending mm-hmm. the pass. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it was St. Brown quietly had 114 receiving yards. Really? Maybe it was because Laporta had three touchdowns yeah. that kind of took that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just had they had success everywhere. And we broke it down on mm-hmm. the post game show um, that there were just some really unfavorable matchups that the Lions were able to get exactly. the Broncos defense uh-huh. into. Um, and, and so credit Ben Johnson for that. But that's something that, that Vance is going to have to have. Because uh, I, I would imagine that maybe not these next three teams with the Broncos making it into the playoffs. The Dolphins will really want to expose and these other teams mm-hmm. will want to expose. And I felt a lot of that was like when they, they were in like 12, 21 personnel, they go heavy and put the two receivers on the backside. And so you wind up with like Jonathan Cooper or Baron Browning who steps out to kind of like, you know, play the zone. It's zone coverage. It's not man coverage, but you still have like Amon St. Brown right there. And I, especially early on, I can think of a couple plays where they were just able to get easy little catches because again, like you said, just favorable matchups. Right. And even like PJ Locke on St. Brown, one of the first plays exactly. in the game, yeah. PJ Locke, uh, he's, a, he's a very good player, but you don't want him one-on-one mm-hmm. or in a zone with the primary responsibility mm-hmm. to, to have St. Brown. But there. then the big one on that play, it's like a second and 10, it goes for like 11 yards. It's right there on the sideline, but he misses the tackle. Right. And because he misses the tackle, you get another nine yards on top of it. Instead yeah. of being at the like, 33 i think it was you got him at the 42 you're basically at midfield and so you start making like you can you can live with giving up a couple catches but when you're giving up the catches and you're not making the tackle yeah. it's you're just making it too easy on them after a poor tackling game from an entire team todd especially this late in the season do you then have a practice with pads on to make up for that or is it just kind of understood like Okay, those, those things will happen. You hope that it doesn't line up where it's everyone having a poor tackling game. Uh-huh. Um, or do coaches try to adjust something in the week? I forget when the last padded practice is. Has it already passed? Is it like the last three weeks or maybe a little bit earlier? Is there gotta, yeah. There's a limit to that? Because yeah. I know you're only allowed a certain number, a certain but number I didn't know it was cut off at a certain time either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's just mentality, man. Tackling is all the mentality that you bring to it. And from watching the game, we, we said from the very beginning, like, the energy and the mentality that the uh, Lions came out was was totally different than what we yeah. came with. So, um, you know, you just got to have intention when you go to tackle, and I don't think it was there. And the Lions, mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons why they came out with that mentality is they got embarrassed yep. the week before, and they needed this win in order to keep that lead and really stronghold on their division. Well, Broncos just got embarrassed, so you hope that – in New England, they're talking about the exact same thing next week, mm-hmm. just flipped of like, well, the Broncos, yeah, they were just a team that you didn't want to face right then because they needed that game. They came yeah. off an embarrassing loss, and now they were back at home. Yep, exactly. Um, Who else, Henry? Just looking at some of the fun notes. Quinn Miners, he had that awesome tackle on yeah. Russ's uh, <laughs> flip set. Like that one, that's like the second time he's lit somebody up off of a turnover. Uh-huh. So that's kind of fun. And last time I, he did it, I talked to him about it. And he, was, he said that the, the defensive line coach and the offensive line coach at Whitewater were both recruiting him, and they both wanted him. And the head coach <laughs> said, yeah, he's playing offense. Mm. But he just as easily could have wound up being a defensive lineman, which is obviously things worked out great for him, but kind of fun to think about yeah yeah that's wild yeah big dt like that he'd be the one running with the ball also that play so we've seen like those little flip passes from russ this season yeah and they've all gone really well Mm -hmm. this is kind of like the it's not gonna work every time kind of play and and so he tries it and just gets hit and fumbles and loses it and there goes the opportunity to take the early lead did you know that's what he did 
Because I didn't see that. No, until I just thought he got hit. His comments after. I yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. He he was trying to pitch it, uh, um, and uh, I don't know what it is. It's not just Russ. It's mm-hmm. I feel like quarterbacks in the NFL, especially just these past few weeks, and you can just look at yesterday. There were mm-hmm. multiple examples of it. Are trying to make more plays when they're getting sacked or when pressure's right yep. in their face, just to like have an incompletion. Yeah, not worth it. Mm-hmm. Take the sack, lose eight yards because. The, the reverse is what happened. You fumble, mm-hmm. you throw an interception. Exactly. Like, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he was getting sacked at the end of the game last yep. night, tried to throw the ball, and the ball hits off his teammate's helmet. It's a fumble. You had uh, uh, Nick Mullins with the Vikings yep. at the end of that game yesterday. He is two inches from the ground of being sacked, yep. and he throws the ball to a defensive lineman that's like laying on the ground right there. Just take the sack. Yep. Now, if you're running uh, uh, free and you can easily throw the ball away, of course, do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, quarterbacks, it's not just Russ, but, like, Russ mm-hmm. should have also just tucked the ball, uh-huh. not tried to yep. make a play there. I don't even... Ha- Samaje was, was open. He was gonna, there was nobody near him. Wasn't, wasn't he far from Russ, though? Like, he wasn't, like, two yards away where it was Not, like, easy. two, but it was, like, five, five, ten. Like, yeah. he was right there. Like, it was, like... That's the thing, though, is, like, it's, it's worked, like, he's done it, like, three, four times a season... And it's worked on all those. So if you want him to tuck that one, do you want him to tuck all of them? Yes. Like it, it turns <laughs> out you probably do, but those those were some big plays that he's gotten off of those in the past. I mean, there were third down conversions they got. So who knows if you have losses in the past? Obviously, that one did not work. Hindsight, you say absolutely don't try it. At the same time, though, you get somebody standing there wide open. He was he was off and running. What was the down and distance though? Was it? I don't think it I can was check. third down. No. And you were in field goal range, I think. Yep. So, I mean, even a sack, I don't know. And, it, again, it's not just Russ. It's so many quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Just know what's worth it, know what's not. Um, Henry, anyone else that stuck out to you? I stood thought, out um, to you. For me, I thought uh, little Jordan Humphrey had a pretty good game. He did. Made some good catches. Had yeah. a touchdown. Played yeah. Played well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that touchdown was, uh, that was, big time. was nice, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was Cortland Sutton because I couldn't see the number initially. Yeah. I thought it was Cortland Sutton. And yep. what do we know about Cortland Sutton? He's a baller in the end zone when it comes to those 50-50 balls. So that just is about as big of a compliment as you can give someone. Exactly. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I guess it's only 16 yards, so it's not a huge difference. But he, for the past like month, and honestly all season, has just been getting the exact same. like op- His stat line is the same every week. I think last week it was one catch on one target, 13 yards. Week before it was one catch on one target, 13 yards. Week before it was one catch, one target, 12 yards. Week before that, one target, didn't catch it. Like It's just every single time. So it's nice to see him get a couple more opportunities. Yeah. And also, uh, they started with the Mims jet sweep. He yep. just like, blocked a guy into the sideline. Yeah. It's, it's unfair. Like When you have Lil Jordan blocking DBs, he just takes them out of the play. And that, that's a nice weapon to have. And if he starts catching more passes, that's awesome, too. It's nice to not have him be a tell when he's on the field. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. a Greg Dulcich might be, a Chris Manhurts might be from that tight end position with, yep. with Lil Jordan because he can do everything. Um, it's nice to not have that tell. Um, and if you want to continue your education or start your education, check out our friends over at MSU Denver at msudenver.edu. And now is the time because you can enroll for their spring 2024. Uh, they've got their applications open right now over at MSU Denver and they have over 90 majors and you can also create your own. So if you want to, whether it's start your education, continue your education, the great thing about MSU Denver is they are very flexible. 
flexible, whether you want to be a full-time student, whether you want to work and do classes on a part-time basis, they are there for that. So if you want to get a degree in business, hospitality, aviation, to the arts, education, healthcare, they've got it all. So check them out over at msudenver.edu. And check out our friends over at Red Hawk Roofer, Roofing. Denver's best roofers have joined the DMVR team. They use quality materials. They have decades of experience. Uh, they are huge DMVR supporters. And the great thing about them is they have a free, no obligation roof and property inspection. And they also do a free in-depth photo report for all inspection. Winter is coming, so don't wait to take care of any issues before the big storm hits. Be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DMVR sent you. All right, before we wrap up this conversation, let's put a bow on it. Todd, you think I like that? That was nice. <laughs> Do you think you, you practiced that the I past did. couple I've, days? I've with, done uh, a couple bowls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think the Broncos make the playoffs? Oh man, um, I'm gonna say yes. I think that we had three winnable games, and I think we just need maybe one or two things to go our way within yep. the AFC for us to be in it. And uh, because of that, I'm going to say yes. I don't. I don't feel threatened by the Chargers. Raiders is going to be a good game, um, but we should definitely take care of the Patriots as well. So I think we'll go three and zero down the stretch. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Henry, I've got to say no. I mean, Boo. I mean, you gotta you gotta pick a three game win streak, and even then, like, let's see, how would that work? It's like two coin tosses. You got to win one or two coin tosses, which is yeah. like a pretty oh, not a bad situation yeah, yeah. to be in, but like. You you've got to win all three games, and then there's a chance you're still screwed. And I think winning all three games, no matter who who you're talking about in the NFL, is just a really hard thing to do. Like if I'm thinking with my brain, I've got to say no. Like the, the things just don't line up in a way where you say like, yes, I expect that to happen. But obviously, there's a great chance. Like they should be favored in each of the first two games, third one maybe two. So it's right there for them. You guys are both right. Right now, the Broncos are not likely to make the playoffs because mm-hmm. they've got like a 19 to 21% chance of making it as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. And if they win out, Todd, like you said, then they've got a 78% chance mm-hmm. of making the playoffs. I, The way I want to look at it is, will the Broncos take care of their business? I'm going to trust Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Broncos have gone on a five-game winning streak against much more difficult opponents. I'm going to say they take care of business. Then I'm going to say that math will math and will right. work out for the Broncos, and they will make it. But to Henry's point, the Broncos are the 11th seed in the AFC right now. Dang. That is tough. Seven teams make the playoffs. The first wild card spot is the Browns. That one's probably out of the Broncos' sights right now because the Browns have a two-game lead on the Broncos. Then the final two wild card spots are the Bengals and the Colts. They're sitting at eight and six, one game ahead of the Broncos. Then you have the Texans and Bills. They're the first two teams out of the playoffs. They're both at eight and six, so they have a one-game lead on the Broncos. Then technically the Steelers have the tiebreaker over the Broncos right now, so they're the 10th seed at seven and seven. So the Broncos need to jump four teams Dang. in order to make the playoffs. But and the Bills they, are making the playoffs. Uh, the Bills are making the playoffs, exactly, because mm-hmm. they're going to win. So you look... There's probably one realistic spot that's open between the Steelers, I'm not worried about, the Texans, and the Colts. Mm-hmm. That's it. Dang. And the Broncos the take play one this of week? those. Um, this week, the Colts are playing uh, the Falcons. Dang, and they just lost to the Panthers? Yep. 
That is tough. That is tough. In what, a 9-6 game or something? Horrible game. I mean, both of the Panthers' wins have been just awful games. Yeah. Um, Did you see they asked the D-tackle, how do you feel about this game? He's like, we're both going on vacation. Like, (laughs) it doesn't really matter. It's good to get a win. (laughs) You get the Cincinnati plays Pittsburgh, so one of them will get a loss. Yep. Cleveland plays Houston, so one of them will get a loss. Love that. Um, Speaking of Houston getting a loss, the final game of the season for them, they're playing the Colts, so one of them will lose. Yep. New coach game for the Chargers. Maybe they can upset Buffalo in L.A. We say no to that. Okay, okay, we that's not going to happen. Say no. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah, I mean, even Tampa versus Jacksonville might not be a lock. Um, I actually agree with In that. Tampa? Yeah. Yep. yeah. So... You're Tampa guaranteed at least last. a couple of those losses, so things could look better. The big one still, though, if Vegas actually does beat the Chiefs, then all of a sudden the AFC West is open again, Stop assuming the Broncos it. win. If, 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 if Vegas wins, that's what I'm saying. If Vegas wins that game, yeah. it's open. Yeah. These but, old quarterbacks, man, are finding a way to win some games. Yeah. Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, yeah. Joe Flacco, yeah, yeah. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're putting these young boys to shame, man. Yeah. And it's crazy. This has been such a quarterback-driven league for so long yeah. that there was a reason for what twenty years. Mm-hmm. The only quarterbacks that have been in the AFC or in the Super Bowl from the AFC were Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Tom Brady. Yeah. It was like if you didn't and Joe have, Flacco, and Joe yeah, Flacco, yeah, yeah. he had one, yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, if you didn't have an elite quarterback. You just didn't have a shot. Yep. Now mm-hmm. it's this year. I still think quarterbacks very important. I'm not changing my stance on them, but this year it's like, damn, you surround yourself with a good coach and a good team. You can be right there in the mix. And I mean, Joe Flacco maybe a good quarterback. Stop. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, throw it out there. I mean, I'm. I don't. It's not the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> like he's, he's he's not what he was when he was leading teams to Super Bowls, probably. But he's only 38. I don't know if he was leading those teams to Super Bowls. Uh, only in the playoffs. Only yeah, in that yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. you know, exactly. I agree. Like, he wasn't exactly. that dude in the season. Uh-huh. And then he just had an incredible, incredibly right. well-timed four great games. Yep, that's all you need. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, he's, he's all right at the very <laughs> least. Like, you look around these other quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say anything crazy about Josh Allen because now we've hit, like, power running Josh Allen season because it's December and all that, which totally changes things, but... How crazy would it be to say that Josh Allen's legs are the difference between him and Joe Flacco? Crazy. Probably pretty crazy. crazy. Probably pretty crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. Probably pretty crazy. <laughs> but I don't think it's like super crazy. It's just a little crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. Huh. <laughs> um, okay, we've got some comments to get to. Let's jump into some super chats. Greg G coming in says, doesn't Alex Singleton lead the league in missed tackles, when we face teams that actually commit to the run, we get destroyed or go against speed. Is that is this scheme, players, or or poor op- opposing game planning? Do you have those numbers of missed um, tackles? I can pull them up. I know he was leading the league a few weeks ago. Okay. So I'm not totally sure, but I can check. In terms of that other part of the question, though, I mean, it's everything. Like, players make mistakes. We talked about the setting the edge, all that sort of stuff. You're not getting enough consistently from your inside guys to fill gaps. Um, the scheme prevents them from stopping the run some way. I mean, in a lot of ways, we've talked about it. It's a bend-don't-break scheme. And, and you see that change up. You see the big blitzes come in situations. But a lot of the time, they are sitting two safeties back. And kind of like that, that just means that you're going to give up more, more yards. Um, then you throw in some missed tackles, and it's a terrible day. 
Yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. And I really think our guys up front, they've been playing well, but they're getting blocked one-on-one. And I feel like as yeah. a defensive lineman, you should never get one-on-one mm-hmm. uh, blocked because then, you know, the other interior linemen get up to the linebacker so fast. And even though you're able to, like, avoid or, you know, hat in hands get off of them as a linebacker, it still takes a lot to get off that block to now and try and be ready for a tackle. And I think that's how mm-hmm. you miss them. So I think, you know, I play with some very, very good D linemen, so maybe I'm a little bit spoiled, <laughs> yeah. you know, to them being able to hold uh, double teams. But I think, it, you know, it starts with the guys up front, you know, not being able to get blocked one-on-one. That really changes how we defend as a team in the run game. Mm. Yeah. And I do. Th- the other part of that is just multiple guys to the ball. Uh-huh. Just when you're not tackling one-on-one, it's way easier to make a tackle. And I feel like they wind up in just one-on-one tackle situations more often than you'd like them to. Man, if if Alex Singleton is leads the league in missed tackles or is is up there, mm-hmm. he also is like top five mm-hmm. in tackles. Yep. How much is he around the ball? Like yeah. that is wild. Obviously, you don't want the missed tackles, but it just shows how he is always around the ball. So by Pro Football References count. Yeah, so by their count, Micah McFadden has 18, which leads the league. Dang, the rookie for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is they all, everybody counts them differently. I'm trying to find Alex. So, uh, oh, Alex Anzalone is number two. Alex Singleton's 55 with nine. Um, my pro football focuses count. I know he's higher on that list. But they count more things as missed tackles. So the leader's probably at like 30 now instead of 18. That's the thing about stats in football. That's crazy. Yeah. 30 tackles is different between like leading the league and like yeah. 30th in the league. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that is wild. All right. Let's hit one more super chat that we've got here coming in from our friend Danny. He says, Love the way the boys have turned things around, but in all honesty, except for number two, none of our Broncos can displace Lions starters. Tired of Sean Payton's um, uh, condescension and lack of respect. Mm. Fear the Pats. Where is the condescension and lack of respect coming from Sean Payton? I don't know. Maybe him yelling at Russ? Yeah. Yeah, I I also think... uh, I I think... Sean himself can be a little condescending, right? To, but is is this talking about like other teams, opponents, or current I don't players? Because I haven't got that that he's talked down to other uh, opponents. Yeah, uh-huh. that's fair. Um, I mean, I would have to imagine the lack of respect is about Russell Wilson and the sideline interaction. Yeah, right guard Quinn Myers absolutely starting over Graham Glasgow. Mm. So there's one. Yep. Um. Hasn't Graham been good this year? Not not when Minor's good. Last but. couple weeks he struggled. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um Edge Rushers, they've got Derek Barnes. Aiden Hutchinson's gonna be a starter. I wonder John Kaminsky, Benito Jones, Isaiah Bugs. I don't watch enough of those guys to say right. I'd take Zach Allen and DJ Jones. Yeah, yeah. But again, I don't know. J- yeah, probably. I don't know. They were playing like some dogs. Yeah, they were playing <laughs> in that game. In that game, they, they played pretty crazy. well. In Alex general, Anzalone, Jack Campbell, Josie, and Alex. Yeah. Tough. I mean, you got rookie they both, in there. They, they, they're very similar in the way they attack the game. They're, they yeah. get a lot of tackles. They blitz really well, both, all three of those guys. like That's actually like pretty similar group. Yeah. Ooh. Kirby Joseph or Justin Simmons? 
Yeah, there we no. go. I'd no. take Justin. <laughs> yeah. um, Nickelback, Brian Branch or Jaquan? Brian Branch has played well. I take Jaquan. Yeah, Jaquan. Yeah, yeah. There, I, there's, I mean, all of a sudden we found like five right there. What coaching staff would you want? Bro, after what they did on Saturday, like the Lions were just yeah. on top of everything. Like everything they did, the way they're getting guys, the matchups, all that sort of stuff. I. Based on that game, how do you not take the Lions? Right. Yeah. They, they just had great ideas from start to finish. Yeah. It's fair. I feel like it's because Dan Campbell was able to learn under Sean. Mm. And he, maybe he just remembers. Because when you're young, you're soaking up all the knowledge. So he remembers every little detail of how yep. Sean prepares. Right. And I don't know if Sean remembered everything that he told him. No. But he yep. was like, I got this guy. Like, I know exactly how he's going <laughs> to yeah. attack us. Yep. He yep. was ready. Yeah. Yep. He certainly was ready. And speaking of that interaction, that sideline interaction, uh, between Russ and Sean Payton. Maybe we'll dive into not the interaction and, and what it looked like because we mm-hmm. talked about that after the game, uh, but more so what it means moving forward. Sean, what, today. Quick, what did you say about that? I'm just curious. I should watch a postgame show. Damn, you weren't watching? What was the vibe? Dang, bro. What, what was your feeling Jeez, of it? bro. People yell. I think somebody on Twitter made a great point when they just cut up a bunch of clips of Peyton Manning screaming at people. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I mean, come on, this is football. Like, sometimes you yell. Like, that just how football coaches, a lot of them, especially like yeah. the Sean Payton tree, they communicate through yelling mm-hmm. yeah. more often than like the normal person would because that's it's kind of an insane thing to do. That's just the business. And without knowing what he said, like if he said, Russ, you're an effing idiot. Why did you do this, you MFer? Then that's totally different than, I can't believe they freaking did that. You got to like do it. Like, th- there's passion. just so many different tones. Like just the fact that he was yelling isn't a red flag in any way to me without knowing what he said. Yeah, and he didn't like Dalton Reisner him or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it it definitely was the heat of the moment. That's yeah, what Sean yeah. said today. He said it was the heat of the moment. Russ and I yeah. have a great relationship, um, and I have nothing to add to that. The only counter to what you said, Henry, is mm-hmm. we've seen him do that to Russ multiple times now. Mm-hmm. We haven't just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it hasn't mm-hmm. happened, but we haven't seen him do it to anyone else, whether it's another player. Whether it's another coach, we haven't seen it to anyone else. There was one it's with the most. Vance, that's the most important te- person on your team, though. Yeah, your yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You get all course. the you get all the glory, you get all the blame. Like we go as the quarterback goes. We talked yeah, about it. Yeah, that's that with the AFC and the yeah. quarterbacks. Are, like it's it's all about you. Yeah, and if you get if you get it right, we're gonna be all right. If you don't, then it's a huge problem. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, so I wonder if you were to go through like the ten quarterbacks who are still in the playoff race, where would Russ rank? That that'd be kind of a fun game. I love that. I love that conversation because it is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like there's a lot of weird discussions there. Maybe we'll do that later this week. Flacco, Allen, Whit, Russ. What do you do? Ah, uh, it's great. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do? Answer, answer that really quick. What do you we do? Got, oh, we gotta I don't go. know. Oh my goodness. I mean, playoff football. You've you've got Josh Allen. You can just like QB sneaks work. You want power options? They work. Now that you've hit the point of the year where you can run him and like if he gets gets hurt, it's just like. Yeah, absolutely sucks and it hurts the team, but also we need to do what we do best and that's what it is. Like you've got to put him up there. I take Russ over Flacco. 100%. I think that I mean it's like maybe it's a Josh Dobbs thing, you know? Yep. Shows up, things go well, you get the tape, figure it out. Um but I do if somebody wanted to make the argument the other way, I'd be curious what they'd say. Um, Does Russ have over three hundred yards in this season? Uh, he has two, and they were both in the first three weeks of the season. Yep, week two and week three. And so, so going into week four, weeks. he had a chance to throw for, if he had thrown for 300 yards, would have been the first time in his career he did it three games in a row. Mm. 
and then since he hasn't, which is wild. All of a sudden, <laughs> they just stopped throwing the football and they started winning. So. But yeah, Henry, I agree with you. I'm going uh, Josh yeah. Allen, Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, who's on a practice squad four days ago. Don't forget about that. Quarterback right. rankings. Todd, yeah. any disagreements there? No, I'm with it. You're going the same. All right, yeah. we're going to be rolling with you guys tomorrow. P.S. Tuesday is back. Pat Sertan's going to be in studio mm-hmm. with us, so make sure to stay tuned. Uh, probably noon tomorrow, so stay tuned to DNVR Sports on YouTube. Thanks so much for rolling with us. We'll see you. We all silly like the mayor. 